0: Well, we are finally here. The last episode has aired, and we are ready to dig into it. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 6. This is Comic Quest. I'm joined by Aaron from Future Retrospect. Aaron, how are you doing?
1: Doing pretty well. Just got my first vaccine shot the other day, so my arm's a little sore, but overall feeling good. So no effects yet, but we'll see in a couple weeks after I get number two, so...
0: It's a big milestone. Yeah, hopefully you don't get any of those uh, bad side effects people are getting. I like yeah. I said, we talked about a few weeks ago. I got got hit pretty hard by that, so hopefully yours is okay. But you got to be feeling pretty optimistic getting that first shot.
1: Yeah, I do. It's it's a cool moment, like one of those things where it sounds maybe over dramatic, but something that you'll probably talk about someday like your, you know, your kids, as they get older, your grandkids, like, oh yeah, I remember when I had to give this shot during the pandemic. Hopefully we don't have to do anything like this again
0: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. in terms
1: of something happening in the world that requires us to get another vaccine to this uh, extent uh, because of a a virus. So yeah, definitely excited. It's going to, you know, certainly make me feel a little more comfortable uh, being around in public and things like that. And hopefully things will be able to go somewhat normal again. So yeah, very excited for what this means for well, the country as well as the world, so yeah. For
0: sure, for sure. Well, another thing that your grandkids are going to ask you about is where were you when you watched episode six (laughs) of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, they won't ask that, but that's what we're going to talk about this week, so let's go ahead and jump into that. How, uh, How did you feel about it?
1: I think this episode perfectly encapsulates how I feel about the series in general of they did some things very, very well, and other things not very well. Um, Just to quick overview-wise, I would say things I did like, anything that had to do with Sam, Bucky, uh, Walker, uh, Isaiah Bradley, I think anything that involved those characters was was well done, or at the very least, uh, good. And everything that involved the GRC or the Flag Smashers literally made no sense. I'm just going to say at the end of this episode, I was like, I don't even know what to think or like, so for example, I watched the episode last night with my parents because I was visiting them yesterday because my dad's been watching it. My mom's been watching it with them, but she hasn't watched like all the movies. So she, my dad's had to like catch her up on things And at the end of the episode. She was like, so why did they want to stop that vote? And I like walked her through it. And at the, I was just like, honestly, I don't even really understand what their purpose was like I literally like as I was trying to explain to her what was going on I was like yeah I don't even really get why they would be against it quite honestly so yeah so that was unfortunate well let's clarify
0: Uh, that a little bit if I can jump in there like it makes sense why they it makes sense why they would be against that right they're against uh forcing uh the refugees who had uh moved into countries because like the whole world lost so much of the population that now all these refugee populations that had been waiting outside of borders finally had a place to live. But now that everyone's back, uh, the governments of the world want to kick those people back to where they came from. So it makes sense why the flag smashers would be against that. Um, right. But it doesn't make sense why their big move is to try to stop a vote. That does, there's zero stakes there because
1: right. yeah, yeah.
0: they would just vote again, right? It, it might not be the same. Like let's say they kill everybody making that vote. Well, that doesn't mean that vote will never happen again. It just means, you know, whoever Somebody else will do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So it was such a weird strategy to um be their end game where they're yeah, that was such a mess. I a hundred percent agree with you. The flag smashers were just the worst. Honestly. Yeah.
1: It certainly makes me think more and more that the the rumored pandemic plot line was what because that would have made like a million times more sense. I would have been like, yeah, this makes. I think so how they how they would have gone about it at least yeah um, in regards to so I've bought more and more into that so and the last thing I'll say before I I pass it over to you was I thought the suit looked great Suit
0: looked awesome Uh, hey there it is right there
1: yeah and straight out of the comics from my understanding too so people seem pretty hyped about that and I I love the way it looked as a uh, non-comic book reader so super excited and Bought more into the character, more and more as the series gone on. I think I've mentioned that. Wasn't really, didn't really care about the character, quite honestly, coming into the series. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't really understand the point of this guy, but getting the backstory, seeing him evolve into the character or seeing characteristics as to why he would be a good Captain America and everything that went around the, uh, the race storyline in terms of him dealing with that side of it as well, with uh, including Isaiah Bradley, really well done overall. So just wanted to call that out that I thought. Uh, that was great and I'm excited to see more of him as Captain America and I think he'll he'll do well which it sounds like they're going to do a movie now with him as Captain America so super excited about that
0: yeah at the start of the show we had talked about how he didn't really have in his resume as far as I know but I guess he was in Hurt Locker and really good in that but I haven't seen that movie but like a show like Altered Carbon where he was the lead character it's like yeah that wasn't a very good show at all so going into Falcon in the Winter Soldier and knowing he would be Captain America, both you and I had some concerns that, well, maybe he's not like the best leading role, uh, person. And after these six episodes, like we were shaky at first, but yeah, 100% I am completely, uh, in love with him as Captain America. Just such a great, um, character growth and character like just as as an actor I felt like I really started to appreciate him more and more once I uh understood more about where he was coming from some of that internal stuff that really didn't I wasn't picking up on in those early episodes so uh yeah I really really love this character uh and if he's in a movie like and if we don't get season two right away if if like season two is a movie or whatever and I I think it's gonna be awesome
1: yeah, I agree absolutely. I agree with everything you said. Just in terms of the doubts I had about him as a leading man, leading character, and I think, yeah, just a, a really great transition and obviously great new direction for his character and what that means uh, for for everybody that that follows that character. I think can be really cool impact. So that, that follows the theme of the show in terms of inspiring uh, others, especially uh, in this this show being about race and all that. I think it's it's a really cool. They, they went a good way about going about that so yeah that i have a couple other things that came to mind as you were talking but before i do that uh give me your overview it sounded like you agree with me at least to an extent about the uh the good and the bad but i'd love to hear any specifics you wanted to call out in regards to uh the finale and just the show in general
0: yeah, we have another division finale situation and I feel both were really negatively affected by the pandemic where um, things came together and it felt rushed and I'm sure that the pandemic played a role in both of these finales really kind of, they were both good but kind of felt rushed in some places and the editing was weird in some places but I was really pleased with this episode. I liked it a lot. I watched it Uh, twice so I did the same thing where I caught some of it at work and then watched it again when I got home so uh, I'd give it a 9 out of 10 maybe an 8 out of 10 because some of the stuff was a little weird but my biggest issue was the Flag Smashers like we talked about it seemed like uh, that pandemic storyline really failed my personal like theory for what their original thing was because thinking about it in terms of like movie sets it's clear that the New York Uh, GRC slash uh, downtown fight was always part of the plans so it makes me wonder if in the original uh, version that maybe that's where they were planning on uh, unleashing the virus like setting like setting it loose in the heart of New York City and that's where this fight takes place trying to prevent them from doing that so that's kind of my theory of what would have happened and then uh, yeah that would have probably not gone over <laughs> so good, um, if they had stuck to that but the Flag Smashers yeah hated it hated every like I didn't like I felt like we were supposed to feel sad when Carly died but there was no yeah uh, mm-hmm. go ahead because I have to cough real quick so please pick up <laughs> some thoughts right there no
1: no it's like yeah I yeah just to pick up on the, the Carly storyline like they really messed up that character in terms of I didn't care about her that much. Like if they had, if there was an extra episode, let's say there were seven episodes, and one was literally half pre-snap and half post-snap, where we just saw the progression of maybe what she had to deal with uh, that led her to this point, I would have cared more. But I just, I just didn't really like. I don't. I think stakes made there just wasn't high enough stakes in terms of what my feeling towards the character, as well as when she did die, it was just like, okay. Like, again, I didn't have an emotional response. I wasn't like, oh, this is really sad. I was just like, all, all right, um, cool. <laughs> like,
0: you know what I think I ruined like, it? What was that? I think the reveal of Agent Carter being the power broker was just such a stupid thing to stick to. Well, yeah. let's start here, and then I want to pick up on that. What did you think of that reveal? I mean, we had kind of guessed it.
1: But... Yeah, it, it seemed pretty obvious based off of previous conversations like, She's more than likely the power broker, but her reveal was bad. And everything that happened in that underground place was bad. I just ha- can't think of a better way to describe it. It was just it was wasn't bad. well done. <laughs> it wasn't well done. Every decision, like what the the fact that she like shot the French dude first, even though she was pointing the gun the opposite direction when she could have shot Carly for I don't know. It was just like these weird character decisions where I was like, they were it they was all like pretty obvious like plot device like her getting shot and like I don't know it was just weird it was just it was just awkward is it it's, it's it was obvious that the writing in the show was was one of the weaker points which is unfortunate because we got some really good performances out of our th- three main characters I would say uh, with uh, with Sam and Bucky and Walker all I think did an amazing job uh, from an acting perspective and it's just unfortunate that the storyline didn't At least get close to where I felt it could have been. So, and and to your point, there could have been a lot that was lost in translation because of pandemic, and they had to stitch some stuff together, which is very unfortunate. But yeah, that's that. That's how I I left that episode. Was just a lot of those different scenes where I was just like, yeah, you you can tell they were just like needing to to wrap this up, and they didn't know how to do it.
0: That's how it felt. One thing that I think would have benefited the show a lot is. Using some dramatic irony where the audience knows something that the character, the, the our two main character, well, three main characters really that everyone else doesn't know with the power broker thing. Um, so if you would have started with the show having um, Carly and her group meet with Agent Carter with the power broker and having that scene just kind of going over uh, their motivations, um, having that discussion with Agent Carter, so we get to see you know how. Uh, she's reacted to her exile the last, you know, several years. And I think that would have been just such a good way to start that um, plot point is just at the beginning with those two meeting. And I feel like the only reason they didn't do that is because they wanted to keep, you know, agent 13, you know, a a big surprise. What a twist that (laughs) she's actually the power broker. It's like, it was not worth it at all. I feel like it would have been better just, you know, the audience being aware of it and knowing that when when she does meet uh, Bucky and Sam and Zemo in Madripoor, that, you know, the audience, we know that she's the power broker and they don't. I feel like that would have been equally, you know, entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah, that I agree with that. They could have done so much more. And the fact that everybody guessed that like three episodes in was didn't. there was no payoff in that reveal. You're just like, oh, so the thing that we were 90 percent sure of is true. Great. Yeah, didn't didn't affect, like that could have not have happened and nothing would have changed about that episode other than the maybe the after credit scene, which that probably would have been a better payoff too if you would have found out during that scene.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Now that Um, I think about it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, I want to talk about John Walker's uh, sort of semi-redemption arc. What did you think of that?
1: I didn't know how to feel just because it seemed like he just showed up and teamed up with them, and there was no like. He's like, oh, of- it's
0: it's this guy again. All right, cool. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like his motivation to want to, you know, go after Carly made sense, mm-hmm. uh, certainly, and I think it was cool to see like him looking at his medals that he put on the shield as more of like a grounding piece as opposed to like a motivation piece. I thought was kind of cool in terms of you could see you could see the the medals being more of a, him looking at it being like, Oh yeah, I'm doing this because the government, you know, made, like built me and made me and my motivation is to stick a tomb. But as a, he used it, or at least it appeared him looking at, that was more of like a grounding, like I'm, you know, I'm better than this. I'm, you know, I'm a good person kind of thing, more of like a calming for So I thought that was a cool uh, small thing that happened during the episode, but overall I didn't have strong feelings about it. Uh, his shield uh, was a little stronger than I expected, so yeah, it took I a couple blows. It, yeah, it took a couple blows, so it it did its job. But because I was just like, that thing's gonna like break in one punch, so I don't really know. So, uh, yeah. So I yeah, I didn't have strong feelings about it, but yeah, it was just some awkwardness. I felt like when when him and the uh, Falcon and Bucky were together and they're just like we're addressing the elephant in the room. It was just kind of like, hey, yeah, we're chasing Carly in the tunnel and we're gonna split up together. Hmm. you go this way i go that way and it's just like so are they not going to like talk about everything that's happened in the last however many days or weeks has passed since the beginning of the show so i just thought that was a little weird i remember thinking that at one point being like so is there going to be any sort of character interaction here so yeah what did you think
0: feels it feels like an episode is missing from the show where Mm -hmm. like yeah that's how that feels to me is that in the original uh idea for the show there's probably more room where that scene you know the big set piece in new york coming together where that scene would have felt a lot more natural so it, it was yeah it was weird but it was cool i like i like that he um is uh, a nuanced character that he's not just um mm-hmm. he's not just focused on um revenge like he really had that moment where with him choosing to save the um the uh, politicians in that van like that was cool and i i've said it before but i hope part of his character arc is that you know he gets he gets help for his ptsd and i right. don't know if uh julia uh louis Dri- drive character is gonna be so concerned about that since he's she's she's just using him as a tool mm-hmm. but right we did get to see the birth of u.s agent so that was cool We
1: did, which was again something i think most people assume just based off the comic books even i would like knew that about the character in terms of that he eventually becomes that so i think good fan service for all the comic book fans out there my understanding is his costume is is pretty true to the comics as well in terms of that so that was good my i wanted to call out my favorite awkward scene in the episode was (laughs) and let me know what you thought about this because it was almost because they've done a good, they did a pretty good job with some the, the nuance of you know with the acting and how they addressed especially like on the racial side of things. But my the part that made me laugh out loud was when Falcon was fighting and he was doing something and they cut to the the crowd of people with the, and they're like recording him and he's like, "Yeah, it's the Black Falcon." He's like, "No, that's Captain America." I was like, <laughs> "Really?" Like that was just like I I just can't imagine as a writer like writing that and being like, "Yeah, this is gonna really is good. be an this is going to be impactful. Like I know, obviously know what they were going for, but I was just like, they've done such a good job, like navigating the, uh, him becoming Captain America and being a black man in America and what that means and what he has to deal with. And we can talk about his speech, which I thought overall was good uh, in terms of him saying, I know there's a ton of people who are going to hate me for doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway, kind of thing, love that. But it was it was like a five, 10 second scene, but I just remember being like, why was that in there? That was the dumbest
0: Thing. basically anytime you cut away in any superhero movie i feel like anytime you cut away to like normal citizens who are just watching stuff unfold giving them lines is probably not a good idea right
1: <laughs> and again i didn't like add anything to the the show it was just like this awkward scene where you're just like okay yeah that was just a really awkwardly put together few sentences but I just wanted to call it out because i remember like kind of laughing to myself like that was so cheesy
0: yeah th- it makes me think of something this isn't like a direct comparison, but it makes me think of season one of Daredevil when Daredevil gets his name it's do you remember that scene where he's like um hopping up uh like the side of a building and like a police officer or somebody's like looking up at him and then th- it cuts to the next scene where it, like the media is calling him Daredevil assuming that like the reason for that is because that cop was like, oh, that guy's like a Daredevil. <laughs>
1: They do that a lot though with character when they reveal a character name. It's like Spider-Man, where he's like, he's like, call me the Human Spider, and the guy's like, that's stupid. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Spider-Man. It's always like something like weird uh, conjecture. So yeah, it was just it was just a weird.
0: It's it's part of like the silliness, the campiness that's inherent to comic books, and with the MCU trying to like ground things in reality. Like anytime, uh, you get the superheroes' names. Uh, being talked about by the public it's going to come across as, as kind of weird in my opinion it's but, certainly
1: a disney thing because even i was just thinking like with in the the solo movie we he find out his name because he's signing up for the military and they're like do you have a last name he's like no and he's like i'm by myself and they're like han solo we're gonna put in the computer <laughs> like...
0: i hated that <laughs> so
1: much. <laughs> i just came to mind because like oh another disney thing so i don't know it's like they have to, they they always have to address that for some reason like they can't just be Mm -hmm. they have to like make it a point like we're gonna call out why he got his name or why he got that so
0: yeah yeah let's talk about the speech um i don't think personally that anybody um not anybody i don't think that uh any writer could write that speech that would make everybody happy yeah so the reaction that i'm seeing to it were like by now in the show, the people who are complaining about the wokeness <laughs> of the show, <laughs> like yeah. if they're still watching, I don't know why, like if they're just, what's the word? Um, When you hurt yourself, is that masochist or uh, sadist, but masochist. So I don't know if they're yeah. just yep. masochistically watching this at this point, if like, that's not their thing. And they just, but for people who are watching this and really enjoying the uh, social commentary, um, I felt it was a good speech and like with um, uh, Isaiah like telling Sam he's no Mandela, he's no uh, Martin Luther King, he's no Malcolm X, you know, yeah. like already in show they're like acknowledging. Yeah, OK, he might not be the best like speaker or speech writer, um, but. He delivered a message that was accurate and you know impactful. It had the results that he wanted. So, in world, I liked that they touched on that. You know, he's just he's trying to communicate uh, what he's seeing, and if you know if he's not like up there at the level of Martin Luther King, that's okay. That's he's not trying to do that. So I liked that.
1: Yeah, and I liked it. I think the more I thought about it, and just thinking again from like a writer's perspective, like that scene is it's unrealistic in the sense that I don't think like that would happen in real life like even if we were living in the MCU world I don't think like that speech would have happened in that context necessarily but I think the overall message again like I said earlier with you know acknowledging the fact that there's going to be a lot of people upset about the fact that I am taking you know the mantle of Captain America because who I am and what I look like but I'm going to do it anyway because I know what it means to people and what, you know, protecting people, and I'm going to serve those people regardless of what they think about me. Love that message and, and you know, projecting that out into the world. Uh, and Isaiah Bradley getting to see that uh, in terms of his very strong feelings about, you know, America and the way that he's, he was treated because of uh, his skin color and things like that. So I thought that was really well done overall, but certainly, again, just a scene a good scene but one that i didn't necessarily think would be like realistic in the context of what had happened like giving such an empowered speech around just like a circle of people like politicians and like there's ambulances around and like people just standing there being like oh yeah we're going to listen to this like yeah i just thought that was in context it was funny but overall it was a it was a good speech but to your point like anybody that's going to complain about the direction of the show and the complaint about that speech to your point I'd be like so why did you like we knew like an episode or two in that this was the direction it was mm-hmm. going so if you are gonna have a problem with it then you should probably just not watch these shows because they're obviously not afraid to address them so it's amazing how
0: easy of a solution that is for people like all these people complaining oh Disney has gone woke they're like just appealing to like political correct- correctness blah 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 all those talking points it's like well you don't have to watch it. Like talking about it is only drawing more attention. It's only helping them. So. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. But the most unbelievable thing about that scene is that a politician would be swayed by words. <laughs> I don't really see that as being pretty right. realistic. It's <laughs> it's
1: like, I feel uncomfortable, so I will vote against it. it
0: yeah. Yeah. But contrivance of storytelling is what it is. I can accept it. It. Yeah. It fit within. The themes of the show and i feel like that's what really mattered there um, a nice bow tie for that um, not bow tie a nice um it, it tied things up nicely for for the themes of the show <laughs> uh, let's see I what you're going for <laughs> what else oh by the way for our viewers we we're recording this a little bit earlier than we would um to right. get this up because it's early so a lot of these things are fresh right off of um recently viewing this which is which is good usually we record a day or two after the show so Mm -hmm. um all fresh right now um the other thing that jumps to my mind is that scene with the old man with Bucky's friend the old guy uh what did you think of that in terms of that because it was kind of like uh not really a montage but it was like that quick series of scenes for wrapping up Bucky's arc there what did you think of that (laughs)
1: I think we anticipated that happening my disappointment with it was the fact that it seemed like it was just tacked on like oh yeah we need to address this he's going to tell him he's going to cry and then they cut to a different scene of him walking by the restaurant with the girl yeah I was like I really think that could have had a really great emotional impact scene like seeing that interaction even just past where we saw it so I was disappointed in that scene just because I, I expected more from it, not just like a, mm-hmm. he did it, now he can cross the last name off of his book. like that, It felt like that was why they did it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, oh,
1: he still has that name, so he should probably just go tell him and that's it. So I was mark. disappointed in it personally because I was expecting like a very emotional thing. And they, in my opinion, made it seem like that was what was going to happen given seeing they showed the scene. They obviously showed Bucky back in the day him do the deed and then Mm -hmm. the buildup we saw with him having that relationship so I was pretty disappointed in the fact because it seemed very rushed but yeah um
0: both ways about that like the first time I watched it I was like yeah this feels really rushed I was really looking forward to the scene and then the second time I viewed the episode it's like well I don't know how that scene could have been done Well, or impactful if um, they really took their time on it, like seeing that full extent of the conversation. Because the whole idea of Bucky talking to him was that it wasn't about Bucky. It was just about the old man, like how he um, needed that information and not like just, you know, Bucky getting rid of his guilt. Like that wasn't the goal. It was just to like benefit somebody else. So I feel like if we had had more scenes with the old man so that he was like more of a character in the show, then it probably would have made sense to like really draw that out. Um, but since it is just primarily about the old man, like, and, you know, him just having that missing piece of knowledge in his life and how much that's affected him, um, like, that's really his thing. And like, if that scene would have uh, been drawn out, I feel like it would have seemed like it was more about Bucky's reaction to it, which would have kind of under undermined the whole point of that therapy exercise by apologizing to the people that he had uh, wronged.
1: It is a good point that we hadn't seen that character in a long time. And if, if we had seen more, it probably would have made, made sense to spend more time. I, I think for me personally, it was probably, I just maybe probably wrongfully was anticipating that to be a bigger scene. Uh, so it, it, I, I will, I will say that I, I do agree that it probably makes sense to not spend as, that much time on it, given the fact that we hadn't seen that character since like episode
0: two. Or two, so, yeah.
1: yeah, two, probably two, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I think I was anticipating a much more emotional scene out of it. So um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with that, especially after discussing it more.
0: Yeah. And I did like kind of the ambiguity of when he walks by the bar and he sees the old man and his, was that his daughter or granddaughter? Your granddaughter I probably. Even,
1: I don't even think that they were. Li- really Oh,
0: maybe not. So sees those two characters and it's kind of, uh, you're not really sure how that conversation went. Maybe that old man never wanted to see Bucky again, or maybe did forgive him and you know still wants to like meet up every once in a while and hang out but uh, I like that it's ambiguous because that really hammers in the point that it's it wasn't about Bucky and how Bucky benefits um, from doing the right thing it's just purely about doing the right thing so I really like that and it was another reason that I really um, have loved Bucky so much in the show is just he's you know such a nuanced character a lot of A lot of flaws, but, like, it's just a character that's trying to work through it and do the best, which I really like.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and something that came to mind I thought would have been a really funny thing to happen was when Carly and Bucky were on the phone, and they were talking about, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm willing to die for this thing, blah, blah, blah. Are you willing to do the same? And I wanted Bucky to be, like, I I was in World War II. Like, I literally fought, you know, against another army. It was was kind of one of those funny things. I was like, I don't think she really understands who she's talking to in terms of obviously has a very troubled past in terms of when he was, you know, being experimented on and mentally manipulated, but I was like, he was like a soldier yeah. <laughs> like, and keep- willingly v- volunteered to go fight in world war II. Like, yeah, he was willing to die for the greater hmm. good. So it was just one of those scenes. I was like, yeah, he probably could have, you know, been like a little more upfront about that, but.
0: Another one of those, oh, Carly moments. Right,
1: like, yeah, you just don't really know what you're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Carly, really, oh my word. It's a bummer. It's The coronavirus has been a bummer for so many reasons. And this is probably one of the more minor reasons that it's a bummer, of course. Oh, yes, but, yeah. <laughs> but just ugh, that other universe where the world is way better because never had the COVID Uh, and then we also have these shows that weren't affected by it that's that's the world i want to see speaking of alternate timelines are we done with um talking about falcon and the winter soldier or do you have anything else you want to bring up there i
1: can't think anything think of anything else specifically outside of what i said in terms of just feeling pretty mixed about the series in general because again a lot of really good stuff i liked and other things that we've that we talked about already so yeah i think i'm i'm good Yeah, um,
0: I think I think so, too. Overall, I did not like the show as much as I liked WandaVision, but I liked the moments of the show, like the moments of the show that I really liked. I liked way more than my favorite moments of WandaVision.
1: Yeah, I think I would agree with that.
0: So, two, I mean, those are two great shows back to back. I'm really excited to be a nerd right now with all this great content. Yeah um next up we have from disney bad batch are you uh you gonna watch oh, yeah. that
1: i think so I, I had forgotten about it and i remember being interested in it based off of i think i think they have they had the trailer out for it i watched that it looked cool so i certainly think i'll be watching that i haven't watched all of the previous animated shows in terms of clone wars and things like that so i'm not sure if there'll be much that i'll miss or in terms of if there's even really any connection between those two so that'll be interesting but i it sounds like we're these episodes are going to be really long, which I'm excited about because, you know, fit in a lot of content and interested to see the overall mood and feel if it's going to be pretty dark. It seems like it will be, but yeah. if that's the case, it'd be kind of fun to get a, a dark animated Star Wars series. would be awesome.
0: Yeah. And really, truly make some time to watch Clone Wars. It's so good. The later seasons I are so too. good. It's
1: just very intimidating in terms of the amount of time I have to dedicate to it. So. Yeah one of those shows where I just have to be like, this is the only thing I'm watching for just the next power through. many weeks. So,
0: yeah. And there's a lot I of episodes you, right. a lot of episodes you can skip. And maybe um, for people watching on YouTube, I'll drop a link in the uh, description with a watching guide for Clone Wars in case you haven't watched yeah. Clone Wars and um, don't want to watch all the episodes. So I'll leave that down below. Um, and then in May, we have uh, Black Widow. You want to do a video on that when that comes out?
1: Yeah, definitely. We should. So I'm excited. That one's been done, I think, for a long time in terms of them mm-hmm. having it ready to go. They just kept pushing it out because of COVID. So excited for that. That's a character, again, that I didn't necessarily have a lot of feelings about, uh, similar to to Falcon. So, yeah, I hope it's good. I'll say that. I'm excited for it. I hope so.
0: I hope so, too.
1: Get some backstory, I guess. Yep.
0: yep. So, OK, cool. Well, we will plan on that for some time in... May and then we will be back for Loki in June, Mm -hmm. so we'll have a little bit of a a hiatus here. Um, I've mentioned it before on the show, but if uh, you have not yet, go check out Aaron's channel Future Retrospect on YouTube. Follow him on Instagram Future underscore Retrospect. Correct. Correct. Uh, All right, go follow him on Instagram at Future underscore Retrospect, and any other social media platforms you want people to. follow you on
1: i think that's all i have for my videos that i've made so i think I've right on four, four videos now to put out the majora's mask review which was a lot of fun to put together a lot of work in terms of getting all the gameplay together and things like that but a lot mm-hmm. of fun so
0: yeah that was a great channel
1: channel still young so uh still a lot to go but have plans for a couple more here very soon but yeah i appreciate awesome. you calling that out
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome! Yeah, everyone, go check those out. Especially if you like Zelda, but basically, if you're a nerd, you're gonna like the content he's putting out. So go do so immediately. All right, Aaron. Well, we will see you for Black Widow and Loki. And as always, keep it. Finish keep it
1: positively. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> what is?
0: That's <laughs> what it is. Right on. All right. Thanks, Aaron. I was <laughs> like, I'm,
1: I'm, not, I'm forgetting. This is embarrassing. I should know it. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks, Aaron. And thanks everybody for watching. See you next time.